0: From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80.
1: For Denver Nuggets fans, this has been a historic time of just sitting around and waiting. And tonight, finally, it is here game one. Of the nba finals the heat walking into denver trying to do what they've done in every series so far in the playoffs Win Game One, can they? And if they do, what's it mean? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius, XM channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys know this; you'll hear it all day. The eighth-seeded Heat are taking on the top-seeded Nuggets. That's tonight, 8:30 Eastern on ABC and on ESPN Radio. And Harry, the thing that stands out to so many people is that the Heat have absolutely—they've won Game One in every series so far in the playoffs. Every time that they've been counted out. Frankly, I've been one that has said several times since they beat the Bucks, how can you count them out? But it feels like now, especially with the Nuggets coming off this long layoff, with the expectations that, that are just heaped upon the Denver Nuggets' ability to win this series, all eyes are going to be on how the Heat respond and what they look like, specifically on short rest in this game versus a team that's basically been on vacation for a week and a half.
2: And Fitz, I think it's safe to say this run that the Miami Heat has been on Part of it is predicated off of starting fast in these series against these teams, right? All the way starting back from the Milwaukee series, being able to get game one, being able to get game one in the New York Knicks series, being able to get game one in the Boston Celtics series. Now you enter the NBA finals, and if you're the Miami Heat, who is the eight seed? And we can't ignore that number eight before you say Miami Heat, because it's significant, right? Because they're the eight seed for a reason, but also... They're not playing like that at the moment, but I think one of the things that has sparked this team is being able to start fast in these series against these teams. Now I didn't, I don't think it's any different when it comes to the NBA Finals in the Denver Nuggets who have the best player in basketball at the moment, who have the best duo in basketball, Nikola Jokins and Jamal Murray. So if you're Jimmy Butler and Eric Sposter and company in the Miami Heat organization, you would like to continue this trend and get in game one so your team can start off fast.
1: You know, I keep thinking about the Heat. You mentioned the eight next to their name. One thing that Harry says all the time that's become sort of like a, a slogan for this show is that if you get in the dance, you got a chance. And we oh, all know yeah. that. And oh, right yeah. now, today, it doesn't matter which team's the top seed and which team's the eighth seed. They're both yep. here. And I I think that's really fair from the athlete's perspective. But also, I think, you know, I was listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning, and they were arguing about whether it's disrespectful to think that Miami doesn't stand a chance in the series. I, I got to say this loudly. I think two things can be true. I can look at this run for the Heat and say, my God, this has been incredible. I I don't remember ever seeing a run like this. And I know we'll go back and look at some of the eight seeds that have made an impact, but this feels like one of those historic runs that's absolutely improbable. And I can credit every ounce of that. I can also still look at the Nuggets and say, they clearly on paper are a more talented and better basketball team. And the question becomes, will they implode the way some of the other opponents have imploded? Because, yes, the Heat beat the Bucs. And, yes, the Heat beat the Knicks. And, yes, the Heat obviously just beat the Celtics. But in some ways, those teams also contributed to that. I don't think Denver makes fatal mistakes. So what's interesting to me is that I do think, to your point, Harry, of an 8-seed versus a 1-seed, Kind of have to compartmentalize all this. Like, I can give Miami credit for getting here and also admit that right now on paper, I think that, that Denver is a drastically better basketball team.
2: Well, and also Denver is the most rested basketball team. You look at the Miami Heat and, you know, the path that they've taken to get here. You know, they beat the Bucks in five games. They beat the Knicks in six games. They're coming off a very emotional series win in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics. And then right after the game, you know, they gassed the jet up. And they had to head right to Denver. Well, the altitude is going to play a factor. I don't care how people like to, you know, shape or form it or, or, you know, uh, minimize it. It is a thing, right? Plus, having to physically exert a ton of energy going to uh, seven games in the last series that you played when you were up 3-0. All these things, I think, are going to play a factor. But then you have a Denver basketball team who's been sitting over there rested, it uh, took four games to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. It took six to beat the Suns, I believe, and yep. five to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you know, they've been rested, I think, throughout the entire playoffs. And then you get a, a, a an enormous amount of time off before you even play an NBA Finals game. I think that's going to play a huge factor in this series.
1: Yeah, you just mentioned everything that Miami's been through. I mean, the most important decisions that the Heat have had, or the the Nuggets have had to make for the last couple of days is. What kind of popcorn they're making at home, you know, whether or not they want to watch Succession now. Do you want to binge it this week or next week? Like, this has been their life for the last few, uh, last week and a half. Now, Eric Spoelstra, the Heat head coach, obviously legendary. He was on uh, NBA on ESPN Radio. This is what he said about specifically Miami and their short turnaround throughout the
2: playoffs. We've used that kind of an analogy, you know, right from the beginning of the playoffs out of the, those play-in games that our guys are like Navy SEALs. Just drop us off in parachutes and as long
3: as they get an opportunity to compete, they're good. You know, we have too much time. Our guys get a little bit crazy. They're at their best when they're on mission. Uh, we have an incredible respect for Denver. We just think it's kind of like a mirror
2: image series just in terms of they have a very strong culture. Their group is connected. You don't have any cracks. Extremely well coached and they have great competitors and, and great talent. Jokic and Murray, and but everybody else is, As a system fit. Uh, So this is set up to be a great series, great competition. Our guys are looking forward to it. Oh! Coach Spo, giving a little bulletin board material. Everyone else is a system fit. Mm. Dang, coach.
1: (laughs) I just, uh, you know, I want once for a coach to be like, man, I looked at it and they're not all that good. Or once for a coach to look at it and be like, Boy, we have gotten lucky. I, I think Spo, you know, saying a lot of the right things. But you're right. The, the system fit thing there, he says, hey, we got Jokic and Murray and a bunch of guys that are great system fit. <laughs> I, the, the problem is if we want to make that argument, this is what we're going to find out tonight. But in my mind, okay, cool. On one side, if you want to make the argument, you got a very good coach. You got uh, an MVP and uh, Jamal Murray who's becoming a superstar and a bunch of system fits. Okay, on the other side, you got Jimmy Butler. You got Spo, obviously. They don't even have that cemented second superstar. They don't have Jamal Murray. And everybody else they have is a system fit. So I, I think it's an interesting sort of look at the organization to call system fit when that's the entire thing that the Heat have made up. We just call it heat culture instead there.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things in, in this series, though, Fitz, as, as I, you know, overview it and, and look at little pointers here and there, whoever's going to be guarding Jimmy Butler, in which I think it's going to be Aaron Gordon. Gordon? His play is very, very important in this series because I thought Derek White did a phenomenal job in the Boston Celtics series, also other guys when they rotated on Jimmy Butler. Um, But Aaron Gordon, being able to be disciplined, can he be disciplined, right, and not go for Jimmy's pump fakes and allow him to get to that free throw line where we know he likes to live and get points, and that's how he gets going. Can you be disciplined? Can you stay on the floor? Can you not, you know, fall for the banana in the tailpipe and give this Miami Heat team and Jimmy Butler, you know, momentum because you're constantly fouling because you can't stay on your feet.
1: Yeah, well, the interesting part about that is that I don't know what to expect in the sense that I thought the big names were going to have to come up big for Miami in the Celtics series, and at times they didn't, but everybody else did, right? Like, mm-hmm. we watched Miami win a bunch of games where, uh, how often did we say the next day? If we had started the conversation by saying, oh, Jimmy Butler's only going to get this many and Bam is going to be invisible, they're going to lose. And instead, the Heat have found ways to win those games. It, it is interesting because... Denver is uh, – the, the Heat, I should say, are in an interesting situation that they've won some games against Boston where their other guys contributed. I don't know if you can do that against Denver, though.
2: Well, here's the thing about Denver. I feel like Denver can still win some of these games without one of their you know, major players going crazy. Like if Jokic has a good game or Jamal Murray's off, I think Denver can still win it. Or Jamal Murray has a good game. And Jokic only has like 10 points, but he has, you know, 10 assists and, you know, nine or eight rebounds. That's still effective out there in the basketball court. When I look at the Miami Heat, I don't believe their stars can afford, like they did in the last series, to not show up every game. We can't see the bam out of bio that we've seen against the Boston Celtics against the Denver Nuggets. Jimmy Buckets can't have, you know, the laws where he's just, you know, not being aggressive and going to the basket and pump faking entirely too much if the Denver Nuggets defensively are disciplined. I don't think you have room for error in those regards because Denver's going to push the pace, they're going to get up and down the floor, and Miami's going to have to score points.
1: I I love what you just said about a bad game from Jokic because it sort of makes me smile. Thinking about how we only value points so often, not we, you and I, but so many people covering uh, the NBA, only value points. I don't even know what a bad game from Jokic is at this point because to your point, he could have a night where he only has 10 points, but in that same (laughs) night, he has 18 rebounds and 74 assists. I'm making the last number up, but it's like a bad game from Jokic would take him being invisible. I think in two of the three things he does well in the triple-double category, and I don't know that we could, we haven't seen that in in ages. We've seen there were a couple games he didn't shoot as well as he wants to. There is no doubt about that. Didn't have the offensive productivity a couple of games that he needed to, but Everybody else stepped up. So it's interesting. Uh, don't forget, tune in for game one of the NBA Finals tonight, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Now, with game one tonight, again, 8.30 Eastern and ABC and ESPN Radio. Game one tonight. Everybody's going to tell you that there's a ton of pressure on the Miami Heat. I actually think for this one night, there's more pressure on the Nuggets. I'll tell you why. Coming up, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The Finals.
2: Who out there outside of South
1: Floridians is saying right now out loud, oh yeah, I'll take the heat to win? Nobody's saying that, but sometimes teams
0: have a chemistry. They have a belief. I think from top to bottom, both of these teams have immense playoff and championship presence. Denver is a far better team. Okay. I have them winning. I won't be surprised if Miami challenges or if they go on the win. Hey man, Jimmy gonna walk in there and he gonna go hoop.
1: A lot of conversation today about game one of the NBA finals tonight, specifically about who's got the most pressure. And it's pretty easy to see that Miami has won game one of every series. And as a result, with the massive underdog coming in, you can say Miami's got to find a way to get this first game. But I'd say not so fast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel lady, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, Harry, a little context here. I don't believe that either of these teams by losing game one are suddenly just going to mail it in and the series is over. I got to say that loudly. I don't think that there's one big sweeping takeaway from one game in any series that just ends the series. But that being said, I have loudly predicted that I believe the Nuggets are going to win fairly easily in this series. That's part of, though, why I think that there's actually more pressure in this one game on Denver, because the one thing you don't want to do is give the plucky little underdog life. You don't want to give Jimmy Butler and the Heat that level of confidence that they already have, so uh, you don't want to come in in a situation where they're on short rest, you're on long rest, they're about to get a little bit more time to get their legs under them. They come into your altitude, your home court, they win. You've given them that sort of, uh, we can do it mentality. I think you, you've you said so many times, you got to choke them out when you have the opportunity. Ooh. I honestly think Denver needs to do that right now, just to make sure that the plucky underdog doesn't suddenly become the bully in this series.
2: Well, yeah, and, and, you know, in the last series that the Miami Heat played, in game seven, because I mentioned brother man in one of Mm -hmm. of those uh, segments that we had, uh, referencing, you know, people going into TD Garden and just, you know, fixing a sandwich, brother man from the fifth floor, holding up four fingers, right? So I say that because the Miami Heat, they're trying to do that again when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. And I feel like if they can win game one, they might have a little bit of life though, Fitz, and, it, and, it, and it's gonna pay dividends for them. So in, in saying that, that's why I kind of feel like it's a must win for the Miami Heat. Not saying that, you know, that's just gonna lose the series or whatnot, and one game is gonna determine that the entire series, but I feel like it's a must win because they've done it in the three previous series we've seen you know the confidence that it's been able to spill amongst everyone else within that organization when you win that first game and also on paper you're just not the better team you're not the different nuggets are so you want to get that game 1 for a lot of different reasons if you're the Miami Heat.
1: yeah i uh, 100% agree that Miami would like to get game 1 I just think if they and and it would it would change the dynamic of the series in a lot of ways. I think if Denver comes out of this thing suddenly trailing the series, that that for them you're like man I gave them life. But I hear you. I also think loudly again I'll say that. At the end of the day, I, one game is not going to define this series for either team. Like, one thing that we need to acknowledge is that every time we've anticipated either Miami or Denver is about to fold under some imaginary pressure that we see, uh, it doesn't seem to impact any of them at all. Like, which Correct. team in game seven came out more calm, cool, and collected? It was definitely Miami. Uh, even for the Nuggets, when they lose a couple of games in Phoenix and everybody starts saying, oh, God, what's it going to mean? It didn't mean a damn thing. Like, they just came back and turned on the Jets. Like, both of these teams are here in part because they seem to be oblivious to these conversations.
2: Yeah, and, we, and you look at the the Denver Nuggets, right? This team has not lost at home in the entire playoffs. But just like we talk about the Miami Heat winning game one of every series, well, guess what? So have the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have won game one of every series as well. So something has to give tonight when it tips off in Denver in the high altitude where, you know, certain things are legalized and people in there may be a little tipsy. They may be a little high, shall I say it, as well. So something has to give tonight because both of these teams feed off of the early success in Game 1.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that, and it really comes down to their stars. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. One of the interesting things here for both sides is – how to slow down the superstar, because on the one hand, you've got the the nuggets looking at it saying, we need to figure out how to slow down Jimmy Butler. That seems to be the only way the Heat can win this series. And on the other side, you've got Miami sitting here, saying let's take away Nikola Jokic and see if that helps us, which I laugh as I say, because you know, that's just, <laughs> when you talk about how you defend each of them, at least if I'm going to make a plan on how to defend Butler Butler, I'm defending somebody that has things I've seen before. I don't know how the hell anybody makes a plan on Jokic other than just to, like, hold on for dear life and pray.
2: Well, there's only one thing that could stop Nikola Jokic in my eyes. And, Fitz, I'm pretty sure you've had food poisoning before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's one of the worst things that can actually happen to you because not only are are liquids coming out of your mouth, they're coming out of your backside as well, and sometimes Mm. at the same time. So that's the only thing I feel like the Miami Heat can have to stop Nikola Jokic is if he gets food poisoning and has a stomach bug and feels terrible. He has the BGs and can't even stay out on the court for a long time or even probably go out there and play. It's the only thing. Now, when it comes to Jimmy Butler,
1: I just don't know how you like. Like, uh, let, let, let's break this down a little bit. Like, coaching staff sits down, Devin. Like, do, do we send something to the room, Devin, or do we put something in the water? Like, how do we make sure that that Jokic gets the poops? Because that's the only shot. I you mean,
3: got. we found out in the last dance that it wasn't actually the flu game; it was the bad pizza game for MJ. So maybe bad pizza in Denver. All right, bad pizza.
1: Pe- I mean, it, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna make the bet that Jokic just based on general physical appearance, doesn't skip pizza day. So, like, I feel like you've got a shot. With, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm sitting your body shaming somebody that could absolutely annihilate me with their pinky toe. All right, so if, if pizza day is the only way that we slow down Jokic, how do, how do the Nuggets then turn around and slow down Jimmy Butler?
2: Well, I think with Jimmy Butler, you, you have to be disciplined, right? And I can't just say Aaron Gordon because he probably would start off matching up on him. Okay, but Bam sets solid screen. So now if you get that, that matchup, you have to be disciplined across the board, whoever gets that pick-and-roll matchup. So I think everyone as a team, as a whole, have to make sure you're disciplined regarding Jimmy Butler, but also don't let him get to that free throw line. But don't let him get to a sweet spot and just have wide-open looks and be comfortable. I think, you know, in the, in the last few games of that Boston Celtics series is that they didn't make things comfortable for Jimmy Butler, right? They, they actually started to make things more difficult. You know, putting multiple bodies. But the, the base principle of it all is being disciplined. Can you keep your feet on the floor and not go for the head fakes? That, send Jimmy Butler, that sends Jimmy Butler to the free throw line on a lot of occasions.
1: Yeah, well, and and here's the thing that I just keep thinking about. I, I keep thinking about the fact that, to your point, several times when Jimmy Butler was going into the lane, what did we see later in that series? We saw he was a little unsure, and once he was unsure, he was looking to facilitate when he drove the because lane. Because of the defense was, of right, the Celtics. Right, so now all I'm thinking about is, I, if you're the Nuggets in a beautiful world, you know, you can you can offer that same defensive strategy. I don't know if you can because as great as Jokic is in a lot of things, that's not who he is. Like, he's not that guy that's going to sit there and Anthony Davis, the middle of the lane. Like, that's not that's not part of it. His help defense isn't going to be the thing that annihilates Jimmy Butler. Well, but... well,
2: who, who I worry about the most, though, I worry about Michael Porter Jr. the most. You want to know why, fits? Yeah. Because he's a young cat. He's only 24 years old.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The finals on ESPN Radio. Jokic on the drive, got deep and scored for the lead. We understand that we're heading to the NBA finals, and we have four more games to try to win. Mario turn, shoots for three. Go! Oh. Oh. Lost the ball, poked from behind by Butler. Butler gets it back and slams it. The longer you're around in this business, you realize the
3: harder and harder it is to do something like this. Martin on the right side, shoots a three straight away, thrills it.
1: Game one is tonight the NBA Finals, the eighth seeded Heat in Denver to take on the top seeded Nuggets. You can watch it on ABC. You can listen to it on ESPN Radio tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, series XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, real quick, I gotta give Christine Lisi a shout out. She was just doing the Sports Center updates. Number one, she's one of just the kindest, nicest people I've ever worked with in any portion of my life. But number two, she made these bars, and I'm not even kidding. They're like these brownie bars with like chocolate on top and peanut butter. Like I walked by them three times and I looked down, and I was like, my God, those things look good. I looked at Devin at one point, I'm like, my body's the temple, but I really want these. Then Christine sticks her head in and says, I know you love chocolate and peanut butter, so I made these for your birthday early. She is a saint. I've now yes. had three of them. Of them. three of them i'm not i'm i'm just i'm done today this is the, the by the end See? of this show i'm gonna be on a sugar high like you haven't seen in six months
2: i told you chocolate tastes good bro
1: I, well i love chocolate with, i love peanut butter on chocolate You're making an offer? All right. Nick Friedel. (laughs) Oh, no more awkward way to bring in Nick than that. Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter joining us now. Uh, Nick, screw the players in their rest. How's your rest, man? You got to go from Boston. Now you're in Denver. We're talking about chocolate and peanut butter. Save us, Nick.
0: Oh, guys, I, I mean, I'm still remembering Harry talking about the the golden thong in Miami the last time I was with y'all, <laughs> so it's been quite a wild ride in the last week, but you haven't lived until you've been in that middle seat from Boston to Denver. That is an experience. Oh. That's part of, uh, <laughs> that's part of the, the fun of the postseason, but no, I, truly, it's been nice getting out here, being here for a couple days, and I've been around the heat now for the better part of a month, Mr. Fitz. And this team is so laid back and so confident and focused that it's crazy. I'm sitting there at media day and I'm like, are we in the middle of a shoot round in December against Detroit? Like, they just feel like they're going to find a way no matter what happens. And they feel that way because they have Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler. But it has been really impressive watching how they've not only adapted to their situations in these last few rounds, but how they've prepared for what is a very, very big moment tonight in the finals in game one.
2: And Nick, I think one of the brightest things that Eric Spolster did was inserting Caleb Martin into the starting lineup. I'm pretty sure that he's going to be in the starting lineup for the NBA finals moving forward. But for a guy like him, how has his demeanor been? Um, And are you surprised that he's had this, you know, these monster games in the playoffs and has really been the anchor? He was really the anchor in my eyes in that game seven versus Boston. Harry,
0: I am really surprised, but he's not. (laughs) And that's really the key. It's kind of the tagline for the heat in general. And Caleb Martin is a perfect example of, Heat culture and all the values that this team possesses, they believe that no matter who they put in the lineup, that person will do the job they need. Caleb Barton has been with them now uh, for a couple years. He's been in the program. He knows what to expect, but he is absolutely coming into his own. And, Ari, this is what strikes me the most as you listen to him and as you watch him on the floor he just believes he belongs Mm -hmm. and that part is so crucial for anyone in in any walk of life but if you're in the nba and you have gotten this opportunity and you are making the most out of that opportunity that is a credit to the work that you put in and the ability to rise to the moment and a hundred percent while spolster and jimmy get all the headlines Caleb Martin is a gigantic reason why they won that series against Boston and that they're sitting here in Denver right now.
1: We're talking to ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedle on Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. So obviously that's a huge part of what the Heat are going to try to accomplish, but they're also looking at health, right? Gabe Vincent was injured last uh, series a little bit, Tyler Hero. Uh, What are the Heat doing from a health standpoint on those guys?
0: Uh, As far as Vincent goes, he seems like he's fine. He's been moving around. Uh, and I wouldn't expect him to be limited at all. Fitz. He, he feels like uh, he's, he's ready for his own moment. Uh, Hero keeps getting workouts in after long after media day yesterday. He's out there just chucking up jumpers on the floor here in Denver. He's not playing tonight. I'd be surprised if he plays Sunday in game two. After that, it could be a possibility. And I wouldn't expect him to start or anything like we've seen in the past, but gives them an offensive weapon off the bench. And and when things go south for this team, especially in those uh, games between game four and, and game six against the Celtics, they just can't generate a lot of offense. He will help there. Uh, Jimmy is still dealing with a couple different things. He's never going to make an excuse. But, guys, I, I would add – as you look forward to tonight and beyond in the next couple of weeks, Jimmy has played a ton of minutes. And certainly, like any great player, he's got that extra gear and that reserve that he can go to, but he is going to get worn out even more. And if you're a Heat fan, that would be my single biggest concern. On top of if Bam bio gets in any foul trouble, they are really in trouble because they got to go back to Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. But uh, Jimmy just looks like a guy who's tired, and understandably so. So uh, that is what I would watch for early because the Nuggets are going to do everything they can to race this team up and down, especially with all the rest they got before this series.
1: Nick, I hope you get rest. Number one. Number two, you said middle seat and Harry just glossed over. He has no idea. When you live that diamond status, first middle class le- What the hell is middle, that? He's like, middle seat. He's like, how do you have a middle seat when there's only two seats next middle to each seat? other on a private jet? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I got you, boo. Like, you and I got this middle seat <laughs> life. We got this figured out. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, have a great series. I know we'll talk to you again. What is that? Uh, yeah, Harry, I'll show you about it someday. Uh, <laughs> enjoy it. When you get to Miami, stay away from all of the Speedo. That's the only advice I can give you a stay away from all. Not for you personally. If you want to wear it, just anybody else wearing a Speedo, just look the other way because it could be hairy. We have no idea what's
0: happening. My, my man, nobody wants to see me in a Speedo either. So, <laughs> I mean, my body is not a temple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy the show. Uh, the show. Enjoy the uh, the game tonight. Good that I even know the vernacular. Nick, have a great day. There we go. It's Nick Friedle, ESPN, NBA reporter, hanging out with us. Fitz and Harry brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. See, Harry, when you're in the regular seats, there's a middle. Okay, never mind. Uh, Does Bam Adebayo need to be the second best player for the Heat in order for that team to win? Our coach will tell you, but first he's got to tell you this about vivid
2: seats. Middle seat? What is that? Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
0: Douglas is HD to everyone uh,
2: that's exactly how we know it
0: but what's HD to Harry this is actually going to be interesting let's play is that HD to you
2: he's Harry Douglas I'm Jason Fitz it's Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio
1: the ESPN app Sirius 7 channel 80 the game is simple is it HD to you as in high def, as in crystal clear. So we're going to present Harry with something, and Harry, will figure out if you think it's absolute clear. This is right in front of me. I get it. I got it. It's HD to HD, or is it still cloudy? All right, uh, Devin, you going to come in and give us the uh, the first topic here? Devin, producer sure extraordinaire. All right, you nervous, Dev? You got this? Bit. Okay, you got this. I'm
3: always nervous around
1: Harry. On in the moment.
3: All right, Harry, first up, is it HD to you that the Heat need to take game one to have any chance in this series?
2: Oh, yes, it is. It's HG, just like my TV that I watch every single day when I'm watching sports. It's that clear to me. The heat on this historical run that they've been on being the eighth seed. They won the first game versus the Milwaukee Bucks, who was the best team in the NBA, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They won the first game versus the New York Knicks. We all know how fantastic Madison Square Garden is. They won the first game against the Boston Celtics in TD Garden. Brother man went in there, made a sandwich from the fifth floor. So I think it's HD that the Miami Heat, to win this series, they need to take at least game one in this.
1: Was there an option that just – I mean, they, they can win game one. I'm still not going to change my pet on this. Like they're, the heat aren't winning in a series, but yeah, sure. We'll go with like, they got, they got to get four somehow for that magical mystical. It says scenario. to have any chance. Yeah, that's fair. In that's the fair. Series. That's fair. Uh, there was no HD on, they have no chance on this series. So yeah, I'll go. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just,
3: just answer the question. All right, moving on. Okay, go ahead. Is it HD to you HD that bam out of bio needs to be the second best player on the heat for them to have a chance to win in the series?
2: Yes, it is. This is clear to me. Um, Bam Adebayo is going to be going against Nikola Jokic, who's the best player in basketball at the moment. And there's no formula to stop Nikola Jokic on the defensive end. But what you can't let him do on the offensive end is get away with your poor play or get away with you not being aggressive in trying to score the basketball, which has to be, in my eyes, about 20 points per game in this series for the Miami Heat to have a chance at winning this thing. That's BAM, that is.
1: Uh, I mean, unless they get Jesus to come in and be the second best player because I just don't think they have a chance. But sure, yeah, we'll get BAM. Yeah, I'll go with this. I'll, <laughs> I'll agree with that. Man, the, the shade I am throwing is going to come back to bite me in the ass. I'm sorry. All right. What do you got for us next, Evan?
3: All right, HD, being the athlete that you are, is mm-hmm. it is it HD to you that the Denver altitude will play a factor in this series?
1: Harry. Huh. Is that have you did you ever play in Denver? You, you never in, played in Denver. Did you ever play in Denver, Harry?
2: It's one of the few places I've never played, oh, guys. Oh,
1: oh. Oh, Let's just press pause on this. I never played there. That's why in. I was so
2: quiet. I'll I was like, oh, in. they got me. I'll step
1: <laughs> in. I've played a bunch of concerts. <laughs> uh, a bunch of concerts in Denver. But true story, we had a trainer on the road with us once, and that trainer was putting us through those insanity workouts. You know, Sean T, and we were doing like the P90X sort of insanity thing, and that's a high cardio workout where you're jumping up and down and doing all this stuff as the natural athlete on this show. You know how easy that is for me. But fact is, I go out and I'm trying to do it. Oh, I was gassed. And then we went into the, to the actual show, and we have to jump up and down, like I burned about 2,000 calories in an average concert while we were playing. I, one of the worst shows I've ever played. I couldn't catch my breath to save my life. We were trying to sing, and we're like, <laughs> nothing was happening. So, you know, I think altitude, as a natural athlete here, Harry, I'll step in and just let everybody know <clears throat> altitude makes a big old difference in this, especially if you're not used to it. Whew.
2: Boy, he was waiting on this oh, moment. Man, I was pouncing on. He this was moment. waiting on this moment. Have I, have
1: I mentioned I'm doing Orange Theory? Now I'm in even better shape than what I did in. But, get,
2: but guess what, Fitz? Mm-hmm. I am now working out. For those of you who don't know, I, I I literally took a year off from working out, training, doing anything because I was focusing so much on you know my media career. But once things you know got more stable and you know got got my own show here, Fitz and Harry with with, with my buddy Jason Fitz. Um now uh, I'm able to have time and do my workouts and I'm 2 weeks in. You, you know, here's 12 what's... midnight last night, hit the squats. Ass is pretty sore right now.
1: You you know what, you know what really chaps my ass about that. This is the ultimate Tortoise versus the Hare. Right, if anybody remembers the tortoise versus the hare, or the Looney Tunes version of it, the mm-hmm. the the you know the turtle starts out like gets a head start and then the whole thing is like the hare just catches up because the hare's fast. I've had like a 6 month head start of 6 days a week intense like the most intense training I've ever done in my life. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm like, yeah, Harry, it'll take Harry 3 weeks and he'll be again <laughs> in far better shape than I've ever been. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead, Devin. I, I'm going to just be in my feels over here.
3: HD, is it HD to you that the Nuggets have the ingredients to form the next dynasty in the NBA?
2: It is HD to me that they have the ingredients to form the next dynasty. But I also want people to stop thinking that it's just easy for a dynasty to happen. It's not that easy. If, 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 if it was as easy as going to the store and picking up a pack of M&Ms, then we would see more of it. When I think about Dynasty, I think about the Golden State Warriors. I think about the Chicago Bulls. I think about the Los Angeles Lakers. I think about the Celtics. I think about the Pistons. I think about teams like that when it comes to Dynasty. And if it was that easy, then we would have more of those teams that we're talking about when it comes to a Dynasty.
1: You know what? I agree with everything you just said. Here's the thing. I had somebody repeatedly try and inform me that boneless chicken wings are basically just chicken nuggets for adults. But they're up to that. That's fine. I'll buy that argument if that's what you want to say. But they're better. I think Denver right now has the ingredients for the next several years to be boneless chicken wings. Like they, they're better than Nuggets. Uh, you know, of championship worthy. They're going to be in that conversation every year. They just need the right dipping sauces. So we'll here, see. Here's
2: here. the thing. There's so much parity in the NBA nowadays. You just don't know what's going to happen and who's going to win it anymore. So I, I I don't think we're still in that phase. Or I think I don't think we we're in that phase right now where. You know, you talk about dynasty. I think really the Golden State Warriors are the only team, I think, that still falls under that category because you have Steph Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green.
1: I mean, think about how many teams in the East and the West right now have at least two massive superstars. We're in a different era talent-wise in the way it's spread across the entire NBA. I think to your point, Harry, that makes it even more difficult than ever to truly have a dynasty. All right, coming up, we'll tell you why one team doesn't have the distinct coaching ev- advantage that everyone else thinks they have. Talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, and as always, hanging out with you on the ESPN app.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast.